So come up, uh, please come, Pastor Roy. Um, just like, and let's please welcome Pastor Roy now. Um, uh, I first got to meet Pastor Roy in September 2002, so that's 14 years ago. I've done my maths right, and uh, it was uh, a great blessing to me at that time. We'll turn him on. There we are. There we are. He's turned on now. Um, it was a great blessing to me. That that trip to Papua New Guinea in 2002 changed my life forever. Um, it completely changed my perspective on the world and uh, really my, my dreams and goals uh, shifted completely at that time. And I remember on that trip, Pastor Roy and Kathy had young children, a little bit reminding me of ourselves, actually. Uh, and they were young children running around and... Uh, we got to know them a little bit. And then last time we went, uh, two years ago, it was Roxanne who was cooking all our meals and looking after <laughs> us. So uh, it's a great blessing to have Pastor Roy with us. Kathy's still at home. Uh, but this morning, before we let Pastor Roy preach, we just wanted to ask him a few questions. Because I'm aware that we've known each other for 14 years, but yes. how, how many people have never heard Pastor Roy speak before? There's, there's quite a few there. And I thought, Pastor Roy, can you share just briefly a little bit of your story, where, you, where you're from? And how you came to know Jesus? Thank you. Um, Pastor Roy is my name, and I'm married to one wife, Katie. And we have uh, three children. Uh, two years ago, we adopted one uh, little girl from my, my side. So now we have four children. Okay, um, I'm, I come from the province called Popondeta or a province towards the uh, uh, southern, southern side of Papua New Guinea. Okay, and um, at the moment, I'm missionary serving the Lord in Morobe province, that is in the eastern uh, side. Uh, from Port Mosby, it's 45 minutes by plane. Um, by foot, it will take a month. <laughs> you want to walk? Yes, and this will be my almost 19 years in ministry, and I, it's 14 years in knowing Andrew when he was a young man, and uh, now he's in Papua New Guinea, we call it, he's Papa now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Pastor Roy, uh, we've got a number of shoeboxes actually, I heard someone doing a count before church, do we, do we have a... 140-ish so far. We've got Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes out in the foyer. Um, and please, we've got one more week. Uh, next Sunday is the day. They need to be in. But uh, I believe there's some photos. And Pastor Roy, would you like to share a little bit about the shoe boxes when they came to, to lay last year? Okay. Um, uh, previous years, we have uh, uh, Samaritan boxes coming, but it was coming through other churches. But And then last year... Um, the, the body, the, the committee in Papua New Guinea decided to, to, to send the boxes through us, CRC. So last Christmas, we have one 40-foot one, uh, one container came to our church, sitting at Tabernacle, and uh, we have used it uh, to, to, to bless the children in the settlements and the suburbs. And also half of the uh, boxes we sent it up to Mount Hagen in, in the highlands of Papua New Guinea, and also half was sent to Mendeng in the coast side of Papua New Guinea. But what we see was 
death box was, when it came to, uh, to us, it was a very powerful tool to bring the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the, especially in the evangelism, or bringing salvation message. And you know, in Papua New Guinea, many, they don't celebrate birthdays for their children, especially those who are in the villages and the settlements. Uh, if you've been to Papua New Guinea, you know what is the settlement, the suburbs that we live, the people live. So for us, giving out these uh, boxes to the children, Oh, it is a joy and, and also a tears to the parents. And that, that's how it works. And I tell you, there is a powerful ministry in this simple box. It's touching many uh, in, in, in other parts of the nations, including Papua New Guinea. And uh, through that, now we have five new outreaches that has been opened through giving out these boxes. And thank you for helping me to start five new churches. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> uh, Pastor Roy, just one last question before I let you share. Uh, this, the feeding program, it's been a program that uh, as a church we've been praying for and giving to uh, through missions uh, for some time. And, and you were just sharing a bit about uh, where that's, yeah. what's happening with that the other day. Can you share with the church? What's thank you. Um, Citygate Tabernacle Church is one of the churches that pioneered that ministry in the city that we live. And um, that has touched many, many communities. And uh, it, the news even went up to the government and the companies that, that they know that there's a church who is doing this ministry. And um, thank you for the collect church has been giving and supporting the ministry. Through that ministry, we have started a, a security firm. And... Um, Many, when this team go to lay, I, I, I bring them to this security company to share and to pray with the gods. And uh, uh, we also help many children from the street to, to get the job. And uh, feeding is going powerful now. At the moment, uh, the missions department has taken uh, their Sunday service as the part of uh, their feeding. So all Sunday service, they turn into feeding. We, we bring, we invite, we drive around to certain corners of the city and we, we bring the youths and then we have a Sunday service with them and after the church is feeding. That's missing, missing has taken that, missing's department. Okay, my department, which is the local church, church okay, we feed every, uh, every fortnight Friday. So two Fridays we feed. And one Sunday is taken by the missions. And uh, it's going powerful. And um, yeah, thank you. It's exciting. Uh, just the, the, to see the, the feeding program take place, it, it's a big job. Uh, <laughs> we, we got to be a part of it, a little bit chopping sausages and different things that, uh, for feeding program. And uh, I was just thinking the feeding program, I think it began about a month before we went in 2002. Uh, when the, the, the feeding program started. began the month before the team arrived. And they were also pioneer of that. Uh, the collect team was also pioneer in that ministry, feeding ministry. And they witnessed many young men, drug heads, you can name it, they were flooding in just because of the feeding. It was one of the areas that we were touching, uh, touching the community. And it's still powerful. 
My last feeding was September 16, our independence. Everybody was going out to celebrate. And uh, Pastor Andrew, Pastor, not this one, but the other Andrew, and uh, Pastor Kenneth, a missionary to Africa, myself, and uh, other two boys, uh, we said, hey, while everyone is going for celebration, why don't we go and feed, feed the guys who are out there? There are some coming for celebration, but there are still some sitting down elsewhere doing nothing. So we packed 600 lunch pack and we went, and we ran out of that 600. <laughs> there was more than 600. And then I came. That, that's the last feeding and I came. It's exciting. I just think it's such a privilege for us to be a part of what is happening in Papua New Guinea and just to have Pastor Roy with us this morning. So I'll bring the pulpit up for you so you can put your Bible down. <laughs> and thank you for sharing God's Word with us this morning, Pastor. Yeah, bless you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Good morning, church. Praise the Lord. Um, before I say, I would like to take this time to thank Pastor Andrew and the leadership of this church, um, uh, Christian Family Church, and uh, the congregation. Thank you for um, yeah, giving me time to share this morning. Praise the Lord. Uh, my coming to Australia was, um, uh, I'm slowly, uh, Pastor Peter is slowly training me to uh, take over from him. Uh, at the moment, uh, so I'm working very close with Pastor Peter, who is my senior pastor. And um, uh, this year he was very busy, he was going to the village, so he couldn't make it to the meeting. So because of that, I have to take his place. So <clears throat> the church here has, has bought my ticket to and flow from Papua New Guinea back. And that was also a miracle and honor for me as a young leader to experience that. And I thank God that uh, as a young man, very young man, in my uh, year of four, five years, I have been, been in the CRC family until now, became pastor and serving the Lord. And I thank God for being in this movement and to experience and to see many things, uh, what God is doing in, uh, in the church as a body of Christ and even what God is using, we as a CRC movement, and touching many in the nations. And this conference, uh, I tell you, it was a challenging conference. Uh, it was a rebuke. It was a, uh, a waking up call to the young people, to the children, to the mothers, to the fathers. Oh, everyone was challenged. I was challenged. It's all about missing. It's all about going out. It's all about giving. It's all, all, all about helping. Now one of our sisters just came and I talked about the, you know, she needs help. It's all about you. You just, it's not all about you and I, but it's all about, about God. It's all about going down and just saving God, to becoming servanthood, to, to, to bring those who are dying into the kingdom of God. Amen. After the meeting also, many talked about where we are heading after this. Uh, the movement has come this far. And from here, where we are going to go? Where we are going to go next year, after next year? 
we challenge each other. I praise God I have seen many fathers of the movement in the meeting. And to Papua New Guinea, we have only few fathers. Many have gone to be with the Lord. And we have only two fathers at the moment, which is our chairman, Pastor Pue Ageo, and Papa Peter, which is my senior pastor. And, and, and to come in and sit in among the uh, papas in Australia, I was blessed. And I, I also I was honored, and I thank God that and I'm part of what, what God, uh, God is doing. And I told one of our senior papas that uh, I thank God that I'm here, and uh, I pray that what you are doing, when you, when you step out, it won't fall, but we will take it on. Amen? And many of you are sitting down here. So the, so the conference was about challenging, about us going out to plant more churches, bring people into the kingdom of God, because time is running out. Anytime Jesus will come, even tonight. Amen? Our message this morning is, uh, you can open the Bible to Luke chapter 19. And verses uh, yeah, 1 to uh, uh, 9, I, my, my, my topic is Jesus is a friend of sinners. Amen? Jesus, the friend of the sinners. Okay? <clears throat> Verse 1, it says, Luke 19, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacharias. He was a cheap tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see Jesus, who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, of, he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your home today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter and, and was gone. And he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacharias stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here now I give half of, half of my possession to the poor, and if I have seated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today the salvation has come to this family or this house. Because this man, too, was a son of Abraham, and the son of man, a son of man came to seek and to save that was lost. Amen? This is the word of God coming from the mouth of our Redeemer, our Savior. The person that we have just sang song and we worship and we lift our hands and we thank him and he came from his mouth. Amen? He said he came to save those who have been lost. Amen? He came to be the friend of the sinner. He came to, to heal. He came to bless. He came to forgive. He came to save. Amen? Colossians 1, 
13 and, 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 and all chapter. He rescued us. He sifted us. He transferred us. Amen? From the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of losing, kingdom of dying, kingdom of no vision, kingdom of pain, sorrow, kingdom of disunity, disharmony, what you can, you can think and say. We were in that kingdom when he came and he has rescued us. He shifted, he moved us from that place to the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. And he has lifted us up and he has seated us with him in the heavenly places, in the right hand of his father. Amen? That was your position. That's what he did for you and I. Now you are free. Now you have peace. Now you have joy. Now we, you have money, but with no money, you still believe and you pray. You have joy. You know how to connect to God. You know how to receive from him. Amen? You are blessed. You can pray. You can read. You can worship. But remember those who are out there, still lost. They don't know how to pray. They don't know how to, to seek God. They don't know how to read the Bible. They don't know how to sing. They don't know how to worship. Jesus said, when he called his first disciples, he said, come. So when they, all the disciples came and said, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Amen. Uh, to be a fisherman. I grew up from the village. I remember I go with my father when he wanted to do fishing. I join him and go. And I can see it's not an easy job. Sometimes you have to uh, skip your lunch or, or whatever. Sun has to burn you. You have to go hungry. You have to do anything to, to, to find the fish. And, and it's not an easy job. And you remember if Jesus is saying, I'll teach you to become a fishers of men. Amen? Praise the Lord. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down. I must stay at your home today. So he came down at once and welcomed him. All the people saw this. They complained and said, See, he is going to be the guest of the sinner. When people saw Jesus, holy son of God, righteous, no sin, he never does anything. When they saw Jesus, choose to go and spend dinner with the sinner, everybody complained. Said, wow, look at him, son of God. Wow, look at him, holy, righteous person. Now he's going to the sinner's house. They complained and they said, hold this. But that was one of the papers why Jesus came to this earth. Amen. He wanted to, to be the friend of the sinner. He wanted to be the friend of those who are suffering. He wanted to be the friend of those who are, who are, who are looking for job, who are uh, sick, who are going through pain and circumstances and whatever they are going through. Jesus wants to be the friend. Amen? When you are living peacefully, rejoicing, in harmony, no, Jesus is not there. But Jesus wants to be where the pain is. Amen? Where the suffering is. Where you are going through certain things. Jesus wants to be there. He wants to be part of that, that problem that you are going through. He wants to be there. Hallelujah. 
Jesus was open criticized for being a friend of sinner. People criticized him and said all sorts of words to him. And said, see, he's the friend of sinner. Zacchaeus was a, was a, a receiver general in the custom, customs department uh, who was responsible to collect taxes from the Jews, even though he was also a Jew himself. Jew considered, the Jews considered Zacchaeus as traitor and a thief who accepted bribes ruthlessly to the people who ran and ring in ring of corruption with a team of hostiles collectors. But Jesus is still the friend of the sinner. Amen? No matter what he did, no matter people uh, call all sorts of names and say this and that, it doesn't matter. It never convict Jesus' mind. It never changed Jesus' mind. It never even bring any, any feelings in Jesus' thoughts and mind. No matter what people will say this and that, we will judge and we will put uh, levels and this and that and all this. Jesus will never, God will never, all our words and all our expressions will never ever move God. If God sees poor, if God sees whoever, drunkards or druggets or, or whatever, Jesus still knows that that's his brothers and sisters, that's his friends. Amen? That's how he sees. And the challenge this morning is that, how is your friendship this morning? Are you have any friendship with the drunkards and uh, uh, all these drugs people and all this that we can name and put names. Uh, we Christians are the one we put names to these people. We call them by name and we put these names. And we, 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 I tell you, when we begin to Jesus, Jesus came to save the lost. Love was the, the, the driving force of his mission. Amen? Love was the driving force of bringing salvation, bringing the good news of Jesus Christ. Love was the driving force. Love was something that is at the back to force God to send His only Son to come and die for the sins of the world. Amen? <clears throat> so Jesus felt comfortable going to this man's house, a sinner's house. People did not understand the mission or the methods of Jesus. In, in one of the books that I read in J.I. Parker writes, there is a tremendous belief in knowing that God's love for me is based at every point on prior knowledge and of the West in me. Indeed, he says, he sees more corruption in me than I see in myself. This person who wrote this book, one of those books, he said that. He said he was, he was the corrupted person, but God on that corrupt in his life, he sees him as friend. Amen? He sees him as friend. I have friends in Lay City, the, the town that I live I have many, many friends. They don't come to church. It's not all about coming, bringing them to the church. It's all about you knowing them. Amen? 
It's all about building relationship. It's all about you have someone. I have drunkards. I have, I have uh, those you can name in the city that I live. They know me. Everywhere they know me. I drive in night for drop-offs for youths or have any programs in the nights. I drive. They know. With their beer, they call Pastor Roy. Pastor Roy, Pastor Roy. These are, these are drunkards. These are guys on the streets. And when they call death, I, 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 I feel peace. And I'm blessed. Although they don't come to church. But they are my friends. And they respect. After the first, first Sunday we arrived, I was asked to share in the, in the um, Cambodian church. After sharing with them, I stayed with Pastor Mike until night. I attended the night service. And after 9 o'clock, Pastor Mike was driving me to Cranbourne and he said, are you angry? And I said, yes, Pastor, please, I'm angry. So he said, okay, let's go to uh, McDonald's. So we went and he bought something for us. And while we were sitting on the table, there was someone just came nowhere. He came and he said, hello, Two gentlemen and said, I know you two, uh, both of you are, are men of God. We thought, just said that and he, and these are not good guys. These are one of those guys on the street. He just walked in and, and he said, shaking with us and he said, I know two of you are men of God. And then he walked and he said, and then I told pastor, you know what? We are, we are, we, we are like lights. We are sold. What the Bible says, I told Pastor Mike, truly the word of God is, is true and amen. See, without knowing, it's already dark. It's already half past nine. This man comes and shaking and saying, I know both of you are men of God. And he just walked. Anyway, you are the light and the salt of the world. Amen? Praise the Lord. So here... This writer, it says, indeed, he sees more corruption in me than I see myself. Yet, he wants to be my friend and desire to be my friend and has given his son to die for me in order for me to realize this purpose. Amen? Zacchaeus was saved by the love of Jesus and not by the judgment. Amen? When we put judgment first, that's where it stops you and I to not to reach out to those people outside in the world. Judgment because we should put love first. Christians should put love first. Love should be the driving force to reach out to those who are dying. But somehow, we let the love go and the demon, the devil replaced our heart and our mind with the judgment. When judgment takes place in our life, we see people and we put judges and we put mark, we put levels and say this, 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 this. So we cannot go because we are more holy, because we are more righteous, because we are no child of God, because we are no, now we are, I'm a pastor, now I'm an elder, I'm a born again. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, so I cannot go and talk to these smokers or this, this and that. This. 
non-churchgoers, or they go to the clubs, nightclubs and all this, so I cannot go because there are other church members, they might see me and talk at the back of me. I like church members talking at the back of me. I like other churches, I like other churches in Lay City, other pastors making comment on me because I want to do some foolish, foolish things on the streets for God. Amen? And I want people to make comment. Comments are good. Criticisms are good. They will push you and they will lift you. They will promote you to go closer, closer to, to walk with God. Amen? But why Christians and church we are lacking in reaching out is because sometimes we put judgment on. Judgment comes first. And we put judgment. We want to reach out. We want to preach the gospel. But no. Because of judgment, we want to preach the gospel to the, those who we know. Amen? Our best friends, our workmates that we know, our uncles or sisters or brothers that we know, we want to preach to them. And what about those who are lost, those who are dying? Bible says, how can these people will know God if someone will not go? Amen? Paul said, said Paul said, Blessed are the feet that brings good tidings, good, good news. Amen? We have to bring that good news. Whether they like it or not, like Paul said to Timothy, prepare in season and out of season. Preach in season and out of season. Whether they like it or not, preach the gospel. Amen? So God has given us privilege to preach the gospel. It's not about bringing them to the church. It's not about forcing them to come. No. Your job and my job, our ministry, is to preach the gospel. Whether they like it or not, preach it. Amen? One day we went down to the, the beach called Walker Point. These guys went to lay, they know, early morning. And that place has now become a, a commercial trading place for betel nuts. Some of you don't know what is betel nut. But there's a nut drug that they comes and exchange with money they sell and all this. So one morning we went down and we were trying to send the ministry team. And these people were just packed, too noisy, no space. We pushed our church boat down and then we put the cargo, everything. And, and then the skipper said, Pastor, pray for us. So I went and I stood and in the busy, everyone were talking all sorts of words and fighting and all this, grabbing and stealing, going all this. I just stood and raised my voice and, okay, this morning I'm going to pray. My voice went around. Everybody stood. Hey, someone is going to pray. And I caught the attention of everyone who was standing there doing all these activities. And I said, okay, we are going to pray. Everyone, close your eyes. Southed this way, this way, at the back. Everybody, close your eyes. Now it's time to pray. And I tell you, everyone went quiet. And I pray. And after that, I said, okay, now you can do your business. But make sure God is the source of everything. You must remember. And everybody said, thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus left that work to you and I. We must continue to save the soul. We must continue to become the friend of the sinners. Amen? 
We must continue to preach the gospel. We must continue to reach out. The church in the, uh, the, the Tenning Point Church, they, they interviewed me and they said, we want to interview. Tell us more about church planting. How, how you guys church planting, Papua New Guinea. And one-to-one uh, 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 -one evangelism. So I said, oh, if I want to tell you about the church planting, it's, it's all about denying. First, it's all, all about denying yourself. Just deny your rights, deny your comfort zone, deny everything. You just put yourself nothing. Then you will be the effective person to plant church and continue to move. Amen? Because if you talk, I told them, if you talk about plant, church planting means it's you plant here and then you have to shift from there and you plant there. So you are not going to stay there until you die. So that means you must have only a uh, few, few goods in your house. Pack it and move. When the things comes and pile up, oh, you cannot move because roots has gone down. And I said, if I tell you more, it can't work here. This is not Papua New Guinea. This is Australia. But I said, why don't I give you one idea? And I said, I was sharing with Pastor Andrew and Selwyn. I said, why don't you come up with little like, like card, put a, a four, four point out to be saved, and maybe put some words there, and all this congregation, you put it in your purse, and carry it around, you go do your shopping, and come to the counter, and those ladies, those boys, or whoever is on the counter saving you, you open your purse, and instead of giving your money, your money, and with that card, you give it to them, and, and, and say, this is just a card, maybe later you read it. And in that, your phone number, and prayer points, and sort of, Come up with something. And everyone carry it around and do that. If there is law that says don't do it, then okay, they will arrest you and you go to jail and you blame me so I have to come here and they have to arrest me too. But if there is no law that says you can give a track to you know, someone, just do it. Even if it's good, they can... They can arrest you. That's good. That's for the good cause. Amen? I was judged three times in the Rutherans' main, main office. When I was planting a church in the area, Rutheran area, they, they said, you have to come back and face our bishop. I came first, face the bishop. Second, bishop. Third, someone has all the crusade. But they call my name, so I have to come on behalf of another person and to face Bishop. And I thank God that just because of the gospel, Rutheran Bishop has to judge me. I have to stand like this, and everyone sat around, and they judged me, and they said all this. One of the old papas came, and he said, young man, you look at me. I look at him, and he showed his uh, yeah, gray hairs, and also some hairs are gone, empty Empty, empty space. <laughs> he sold me in the empty space, and you see this one? He said, this is not just, just, just an empty space or just a gray air. This is cooked by the word of God. Wow. He said, that has been cooked by the word of God. 
And then what, what gospel are you trying to preach in our area? This area has been dominated by Rutren. You want to preach? You have to go somewhere else and preach the gospel. Who gave you permission? And I told him, I just pointed, my father in heaven has given me authority to preach the gospel. I tell you, they went quiet. They want to punch me or whatever. They just left me and I went out. My encouragement to you, church, this morning is that we, we must continue to preach the gospel of good news. We must not stop. We must not. No, just don't, don't let it die. We have that anointing. We have that mandate. Amen? God has blessed you and I. He has given us power, authority to walk on scorpions and beasts and all the powers of the enemies. Amen? You drink poison, you will not die. That's the word of God says. Amen? You lay hands on the sick, the sick person will recover. That's the word of God. Amen? You speak the word. He said, speak the word. So speak the word. Lay hands. Those ends are blessed by God. These ends. See your end. You, you, you put your right hand out and see, see those fingers. See those ends. Those ends are healing power of God. Amen? It's not you and I to raise the dead. It's not you and I to heal the sick. He promised. He says, lay hands. You and I have to lay hands. You and I have to visit. You and I have to do something. Do something for God. Amen? Build relationship with those sinners. Go to, during your market times or during your shopping times, go and meet someone, push your trolley and bump into whoever you bump. Okay, that's the opportunity. Maybe the road is opening. Say sorry and then connect from there. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are many things. 24 hours, God gives opportunity for you and I to talk to the people, but we always avoid it. Amen. I was driving one of the YWM director's vehicle, and I, I came to a junction. I was stopping for other vehicles to go, when, and then a person came and hit me at the back. So we pulled, both of us pulled at the side, and then we talked about the accident, and then I took that opportunity to share the gospel with him, and then he started crying. This person was under pressure. Him and the family were not living good, so he was under pressure, so he came speed and hit me. He saw me. I already stopped brake lights, signal. I saw him coming speed. I was spying inside the spy glass. He just came and hit me. We went to the side. After talking about the accident, the next accident is his accident. When I was about to talk, he was beginning to, to cry. And I said, Pastor, I'm sorry. I was under pressure. I, I, I'm not living well with my family. My, children, my wife got the children and went. And so I led him to the Lord. He's my best friend now. And he has, he has fixed the vehicle free. He said, Pastor, bring the vehicle. Yeah. I went to got the quotation from Ella Motors and Barocco Motors. Those are uh, car dealers. It went up to 5,000. Maybe 5,000. PNG Kina will be, will be around three grand, or, huh? Yeah, around, around that four, four, around four Australian uh, dollar. But this man called me and said, Pastor, bring your vehicle on Saturday early morning, and my boys will fix it for you, and they'll spray it. 
and they did exact and six o'clock they returned the vehicle free and he's my best friend now yeah i have relationship now my prayer is that he will come to church that's all amen we bumped he bumped me and then salvation God always gives opportunity for us to share to the people. But sometimes, because of our self-righteousness, pride, that makes us avoid what God wants to do in our life. Amen? But let's see from the word of God that Jesus is saying, He wants to be the friend of the sinner. Amen? You know what to you and I? He said, when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, what a promise. He said, Father God has given power to you to become the child of God. Nobody will take it away, that, that promise. Amen? Climate change, weather change, government change, money or no money, will never change that. You are still the child of God. You backslide, you are still the child of God. Amen? You don't pray, you're still the child of God. You don't read the Bible, you're still the child of God. That will never change. Amen? Bible says, when we receive Jesus Christ, you and I, we became one with Christ in the Spirit. Ah, that makes you a different person than the rest of the people in the world. Amen? You are one with the Spirit, and this Holy Spirit that the Bible is talking about is the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Amen? That Holy Spirit is inside of you. John said, that Holy Spirit is with you and inside of you because you know him. The world doesn't know. Amen? That makes you you're a powerful person. That makes you you are somebody that shakes the head. Amen? That you can create something and bring the gospel of God. Make it our habit and our aim, our vision. Your vision, your priority and my priority at least say something. To someone a day. Amen. I always challenge my congregation. Do you talk to someone on Monday? Someone say yes, no. My pastors, do I challenge them? Do you say hello to someone? Not sharing the gospel, but just say hello, good morning. I'm a person that I, 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 I can't control my smile. My smile just stays forever, 24 hours. Whether they like it or not, I just smile to anybody. We must make it a habit. Pray and promise and tell Holy Spirit that help me that every day I will meet someone and say hello. Not your friends, not our congregation, but someone that you don't know, the stranger. Say hello to them. During the shopping time or during... The Lord will always bring people. The people will come. But it is you and I that we always avoid and take different steps. When you begin to witness one-to-one -one until it becomes your habit, I tell you, you will never stay in your house. I'm telling you. You will never, never stay in your home. You want to go out. Just to go. Whether you like it or you just want to go to one of the shops. Just to meet someone and say hello. Say, bless you, to encourage. So let's 
continue to. That's, that's all about the conference was. Encouraging young people, your young people here rising up. They all fired for God. Australia said, we have to go out and plant churches. And I saw the number of Australia's number going up, so I have to go back and challenge Papua New Guinea. More number, more churches must be planted. Amen? The wisest person, Solomon said that in, 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 in uh, Proverbs 11, 30, 30 or 31, it says, the wise person is the person who brings someone, sinner, to the kingdom of God. Amen? I said, that person is the wisest. Why are you are wise? Because that person is already bombarded by devil. He's already chained by devil. He's already heading to hell. Even he's already living in hell. And you are going through that, breaking all those walls, and going right into the hell, and bringing this person back to the kingdom of God. Like what Jesus has done in your life. Amen? When Pastor Andrews, when we were telling stories, and he said, I was actually talking about this idea. Do little card and go around and just give it to the people. Friends, the schoolmates, give it to our children to take it to the, the, the and invite them for. Uh, give the Sunday school program. Do something different. So Pastor Andrews said, Pastor, I was... I, I was blessed and I came to know the Lord. Someone gave me a track. I said, if, if, if God has saved you, someone has given a track, piece of paper, and you read it and, and it convicted you and you gave your heart to the Lord, then that's the idea God has given you to do to others. Amen? So I encourage you, come up with this idea that I gave you to uh, Tenning Point Church. Do many tracks and go around and leave some for me. When I come back next year, I'll help you and give it to all these neighbors. Hallelujah. So our message this morning is be the friend of the sinners. Amen? Don't hate them. Don't chase them. Don't put borders. Don't put mark. Don't put certain law um, uh, levels and judge people in those levels and marks and all this, but break all these things away. Take all these things away. You know, disciples want to, when Jesus was trying to go back to Samaria and minister, and disciples got up and said, hey, Jesus, that's the same road we went, and these people chased us with the stone, and you want to go back the same way. See, they already judged these people, disciples, and don't want to go. I said, let them die, let them, let them live in sin and die and go to hell. But Jesus said, no, we are going this way. I said, that was the activities of the night, but now it's day, so let's go. So he went. During the uh, disciples' time, they have, they have judged certain things, certain areas, not to preach the gospel, not to go there. They have already built boundaries. That stopped them not to bring the gospel. And it can happen today. It's happening everywhere. Once we have Jesus, we are more comfortable, blessed. Okay, you know your Mita, whether you are with the, with the Lord, you are with the Holy Spirit, or the Mita is going down drop. You, you know, you know. Huh? You experienced that? 
you experience your own life, that you are walking with the Lord, your meter is high, your meter went down, do you feel that? Amen. I know my meter. I know how close I am with God, and I know how far I'm going, I know, so I quickly come back to the cross and get the right medicine to. Amen? Those out there, they don't know. What meter, they don't know how feelings, whether they are closer to God or are closer to hell. They don't know. They are just adding to hell. Amen? And it is you and I have to go and bring them back. Turn them around to the kingdom of God. That this is the way. This is the way. This is the right place. This is the right thing to do. And we must do that. I know your nation can be hard to witness, but it's not hard to God. Amen? You will say it's very hard to do what Pastor Roy is saying. People will score that. People will say this and that. They'll quiz it in front of us. Praise God. Let them quiz it in front of you and break that Bible and throw it. Let them do it. Because you want to take it as God's place and be a God and holy. They'll break the Bible and you feel same at it and you, you feel same and you want to run away. But if you know that you're just a vessel, you are, you are just a vessel, God's workmanship. Amen? A vessel. You preach, they come, slap you, they come, take the Bible out of your hand and they break it, throw it. Don't worry. You continue to preach. Bring in judgment, kill, or life, or death, or life, heaven, or hell. That's not your job. That's God's job. Amen? You and I, we are appointed and anointed, ordained to preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Open the blind eyes. Set them free. Love them. Embrace them. Protect. That's our job. So do something that, 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 that can be crazy. People can say this and that and put you in the media. Praise God. Pastor Andrew came in the media for preaching in the public place. So we are charging him six months at labor. Amen. Six months with ad labor. Behind bus for preaching the gospel in a public place and disturb, bringing disturbance. They have done that in the Bible. Amen. Book of Acts. They pulled Peter, John inside, kicked them, chained them, said, you are destroying the city, you are disturbing the city. Let the city stay in peace. They locked them, they beat them, they did all sorts of things to stop them, even to the point that never, never preach in this name. Don't, they don't want to call Jesus or don't preach in that name. Don't preach it again. <laughs> Which name? They're talking about the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So church, let's rise up. God has given you as long as you are in collect town. God trusts you. God believes in you. And given this community to you and I. Amen. Now, come on, church, rise up and do something. Do something that is totally different, opposite. That even people will see it and people will don't want. You do it. 
for the glory of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Why don't you Christmas, everyone cook and just invite, give a proper official protocol in what they send card to all our neighbors. Whether they will come or they won't come, it doesn't matter. Organize a good barbecue time and invite house to house, to house door to door, one street first. Try one street and give them the invitation card. When they come, no gospel. Just pray, eat, and let them go. Do something. Because people are, people are more frightened about you talking about Jesus or talking about God or reading the Bible in front of them. Many they don't want. But if you talk about eat, eating, they'll come. You just see the picture. Amen? You see that. Feeding, we went with 600. 600, we ran out. But if you go and say, okay, John 10, 10, only one will sit down. <laughs> but if I go and leave the Bible and say, okay, come, let's eat now. I tell you, the place will be packed. Amen? To the point, buy their wine. Organize something, buy wine for them. So while you're having your drinks, that invited people can come and have their wine. And maybe just close in prayer and then let them go. Do something. Whether they don't come to church, make it four, three, four, five times. How many times? Bible is full of examples. Something didn't happen, they go, do it again. They go, do it again. They go, do it again. Come, go, come, go. Until seven times, eight times, ten times. The reality comes. Amen? So do something in your level. I can't do that. We can't do that in Papua New Guinea. Give an invitation card and tell them to come. No, I'll just organize crusade and they'll hear the noise and they'll come. That's Papua New Guinea. Put the beams out and we start singing praise and worship. Neighbors will come. Drunkards will come. But you see in your level, the whole of nations, so you see it in that level. Pray, seek God. God will give wisdom, idea, how we can touch our neighbors. Amen? Organize barbecue just for nothing and bring those neighbors and they'll eat and they'll go for free. Amen? And I'm saying chats. I'm not talking about chats account. I'm talking to all these chats. Has to come out from the pocket. All these chats sitting down. We have, we have enough chats here. Hallelujah! Ah, give God a clap offering. We need to do something crazy. To bring the lost souls into the kingdom of God. Amen? I tell you, you give them a scripture, they will forget that scripture when they go back. But you invite them, put the big tent here, how many uh, barbecue plates, and start cooking and feeding them. I tell you, they will never forget that. They will see you elsewhere. They will say, hello. And you forget, but they will introduce. So I'm the one. I came to, when you were hosting this, Free barbecue or Easter barbecue or whatever name you can. Love barbecue or, or, or friendship or, or come up with name, not, not Christian name, but half Christian and half hidden name. Just mix it and put it in. Barbecue parties to go mix. <laughs> Aye, Paul said, I must become like these guys. I must become like Gentiles so I can win the heart of the Gentiles. Amen. But Paul said, I depend my ministry 
They drink wine, I don't drink wine. I drink coke. They said bad words, swearing words, I don't say that. I said good words. Amen? But my ministry is to win their heart and bring them into the kingdom of God. Amen? That is the message. Be the friend of the sinner. Be the friend of those who are rejected. Amen? Be the friend of the widow. Be the friend of the fatherless. Motherless. Be the friend of those who are that you can think of it. Become a friend of those people. Amen? Thank you and God bless you all. Amen. Let's, let's stand. Let's let's stand and ask the band to come. God, we just pray that you would lead us, God. That you would give us boldness, God, to to be the hands and feet of your kingdom, Lord God. We just thank you, Jesus, for leading us and giving us uh, your words to say, Lord. Your way is to share the gospel with people around us, Lord. Even today, tomorrow, this week, Lord God, we ask for you to lead us and guide us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We have got a little later today, but if you need.